0: What's up, guys? Big Lou here with another episode of NGFE Radio. Uh, this is going to be uh, part of the long series of one-on-one. Uh, tonight's special guest is the one and only Scott Tedrow, the man who saved mountain bike racing, according to Villa News, back in 2009. Uh, we get a history on him, how he started his company, how he got into mountain bike racing, and ultimately promoting races and uh, bringing back U.S. Cup to what it is now, and also the relationship with him and Peter Sagan, and the awesome build that he did for him a few years back, this custom hot rod. Um, hope you guys enjoy the show. And we also be going to be doing uh, another series uh, podcast on the run following the California Enduro Series. Uh, you guys can listen to us on SoundCloud, obviously. Instagram, uh, NGFE underscore radio. Also on Facebook, NGFE radio. Uh, follow us, send us a message. Uh, enjoy the show. It's another great podcast from NGFE radio. Big Lou out what's up guys big lou here ngfe radio we have a one-on-one with the one and only scott tedrow scott welcome to the show
1: thank you for having me appreciate it
0: all right let's get down to it uh who is scott tedrow
1: uh scott tedrow is a guy that moves boxes for a living (laughs) (laughs) i uh i own a freight company called show air international okay we specialize in global trade shows and exhibitions so we move trade shows and events all around the world where is this company located uh, corporate headquarters is Huntington Beach, California. We've okay. got a facility in Seattle, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, Boston, uh, and London.
0: That's a pretty big operation.
1: Yeah, we we've been lucky over the years. Had some ups and downs, but things are going good.
0: Who's uh who's that, who's your biggest uh that client in the business?
1: Uh, well, we are the we work with the Fortune 50. Um, high tech is really. Uh, where we focus, um, mm-hmm. but Microsoft and Intel and Sony, those
0: are some of our big clients. So you're pretty much like pressured, like you gotta be off oh. the plane on the floor, like bang, boom, bam, you know, like right away. Hundred
1: percent. Right? There's uh, there's no second place there. You don't get a participation trophy <laughs> if uh, if you miss the event, you you yeah. lose the client. So uh, it's like it's like any event, you know, if you you sign up for a bike race and you go, and it's supposed to start at nine o'clock on Saturday. That doesn't mean it can start on Sunday, right? So these trade shows are extremely important. A lot of pressure. Uh, We're like an insurance policy for these companies. They're spending a lot of money to go to these events and show people what they do and talk about new uh, products. Right. And if we don't get it there on time, or if we get it there damaged, uh, it's severe repercussions.
0: So. So, let's talk about you uh, founding uh, Rider Bike Alliance, uh, mm-hmm. Shower Cyclery, mm-hmm. um, and then you know your influence with uh, USA Cycling. Well, it, it all started,
1: uh, um, I had never had a bike. I grew up, uh, I was a pretty poor kid, I grew up in orphanages and foster homes. Oh, wow. uh, my mom was real sick when I was a kid, my dad uh, had a lot of problems, and so I never had a bike. I had a skateboard, um, and I got into shipping business when I was 17, It was a driver and worked up at L.A. for many, many years and applied at a company called Shoyer International. There were four employees and it was in Orange County. And mm. I didn't want to have to go up to L.A. anymore and drive. Yeah, community. So, yeah, started working there. Did Did well. Life was good. Worked hard. Got lucky. Did a lot of sales for the company and eventually started buying into the company. Um, the more sales I did, the harder it was for them to pay me what I made. So I took stock instead. And eventually one day I owned it.
0: Uh, wow. So, that's so, you, so you started from the bottom up.
1: Bottom up. Wow. Yeah, bottom up. I was the fourth employee and now I'm the owner. I'm very lucky. Uh, uh, we have 106 employees and very proud to say that more than 30 have been with me for 20 or more years. Wow. So that's the thing I'm most proud of other than my daughter. Right. You know, I'm really proud of that. Um, and I, I'll, I'll try and get through the story quick. Basically I got into cycling cause in 2001, uh, um, you know, September 11th, mm-hmm. uh, I watched my business go from a $25 million company to a $7 million company in a year. And we had to lay off, for the first time in the company's history, I had to lay off 50 people.
0: That's got to be stressful.
1: Uh, You know, I'm an emotional guy, so I might get emotional, but yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. And um, at that time, a lot of people had been with me for 10 or more years. Mm -hmm. And I very foolishly I I thought it was the honorable thing to do to lay them off personally. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, um, watching people cry and beg you not to lay them off. You know, the whole country was scared. It was horrible. Yeah. Uh, it, it took a big toll on me. It wow. was it was tough. And I went from being a, a non smoker and a non drinker to a really good drinker and a really good smoker mm. in about a year. Mm-hmm. And I went from uh, healthy, you know, I always lifted weights and I always worked out I was always well, you look like you're in shape, man. Well I was hundred <laughs> and eighty pounds then and, and I shot up to two forty five. Wow. And twenty five percent body fat and I was uh, smoking three packs of cigarettes a day and drinking uh, six pack of or a case of Guinness every night and on the weekends it was really good I'd go through a case of Guinness and a bottle of cognac and uh, (laughs) luckily I didn't turn into a full blown alcoholic I was definitely working at it real hard but I was very very unhealthy Um, really sick Uh, I ended up getting Epstein-Barr virus Um, I was falsely diagnosed with lupus Uh, my hair was falling out I mean it was a combination of stress the the cigarettes uh, lack of sleep and just drinking you know Mm -hmm. just drinking 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 um, and I needed to do something about it so in 2004 uh, a bunch of employees came to me and kind of had an intervention and said you know it's not your fault some crazy people flew airplanes into buildings and right. it's not your fault you know the business is bad but from today on it's your fault get mm-hmm. your shit together or, or we're leaving Wow. So, uh, so
0: you have people that actually care about you oh yeah
1: I mean I, I'm very that's, lucky. That's awesome. lucky yeah so it long story short I needed to find something to do. I don't like going to the gym. I don't like working out with a bunch of people. I, I don't like to run. You know, <laughs> There was a lot of shit I knew I didn't want to do. And a buddy of mine by the name of Eric Monroe uh, was an avid motorcyclist. And we used to ride motorcycles together. And he, he was trying to get me on a mountain bike for years. And I'm like, man, I'm not wearing that stupid shit. I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so finally, I, I borrowed a bike from him, a Santa Cruz Blur. Okay. And I borrowed a bike. And I went out to Aliso Creek. And it's a little 4.7-mile ride, about... Three four hundred feet of climbing. Uh, I threw up three times, and uh, it took me two hours. <laughs> and I, I'm not a quitter, so you know I, I kept going. But I, I literally so I threw up three times, and it it embarrassed me and it pissed me off, and I stopped smoking and drinking that day. I have not touched a cigarette since, and I didn't drink for two years. And now I enjoy a little. You know I like having a beer. I like mm-hmm. having wine. Um, but I worked hard. I lost ninety five pounds and. Uh, fell in love with cycling and found something that I could do to help me process the stress because my business, owning a company is very stressful, having employees is stressful. and then just uh, being alive in this world is stressful. Mm-hmm. And when I get on the bike, you know I like to ride a lot alone. so you know I, I do ride a lot of, of road miles and I, I ride mountain, but I like to ride alone. I do like riding with people, but I train a lot alone and it just lets me kind of zone out. Yeah. And uh, I found out pretty quick, unlike average everyday life, I have a saying. Uh, I've never met anybody on a bike I didn't like. And I found out that you know when you cycle, if you crash or you got a problem with your bike or whatever, people will stop and help you. You know they'll they'll give you their food, they'll give you water, they'll give you their last tube, yep. they'll take you home. I mean, I remember I crashed up in Tribuco one year and broke my scapula, and I had wow. two guys carry me out of the canyon. And you know, um, so the the cycling community is awesome, and and I like everybody on the bike. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit what you ride. You know, road, mountain, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just get on your bike and ride, have fun. Uh, you can take it super serious I took it too serious for a while well uh, I mean losing
0: losing almost 100 pounds that's, that's... well I actually
1: went I, I got worse than that so I'm, I'm 170 pounds now I'm healthy 170 I, I work out with weights and I ride a lot but um, I want to share this just because uh, I, I know a lot of people have gone through this but I got obsessed with it with the weight I weighed myself fucking 10 times a day and um, I got down to 150 pounds so wow. I'm, one, I'm 170 right now uh, I was 4% body fat, and I went out with some friends, and we had dinner, and I had a dessert. And I came home, and I was so stressed out from having that dessert, so freaked out, I actually made myself throw up. Wow. And I realized, what the fuck are you doing? You're an idiot. I was 44 years old. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't go on the tour. You know, yeah. It was ridiculous. So I, I've gone from one extreme to another, yeah. and, and I just want to share that because there's a lot of young people out there. I, I get a lot of young people come to me that want to be competitive cyclists and they go too far. You have to, like Ned and says, you know, eat your dessert. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta, you have to have the calories. You, you, there comes a point where you're too light. Yeah. And I'm actually faster now on the bike at 53 and 170 pounds than I was 155 pounds, you know, when I was 44. And the difference is I could climb better. Mm-hmm. You know, I was maybe, uh, you know, a couple minutes faster up the hill, but everywhere else I'm faster now. So, um, you know, you get, it's a good balance. Yeah. You know, and really for me, cycling is about fun and community. Uh, I got into cycling to help myself and got healthy, and I fell in love with the people in the community. And then uh, how I got involved in, with the U.S. Cup and, and all that. Um, I happened to be out at the U.S. National Championships in Vermont, and uh, Tom Spiegel, the the owner of uh, the NMBS National Mountain Bike Series, he had told people that this was his last event. Um, he was closing the, the doors because. Back in the day, in the early days, they were subsidized by USA Cycling. And USA Cycling would give them money to, to help them put on these events all around the country.
0: Mm-hmm. That and, was that Norba? <coughs> that
1: was Norba, but it was NMBS, the National okay. Mountain Bike Series. So there was the National Mountain Bike Series that, that crowned the number one male and female rider. Mm-hmm. That was a USA Cycling event, and it was part of Norba. Okay. Norba was like a calendar, you know, kind of like the Pro XET is today. The Pro XET is a calendar of events, and to be a Pro XCT race, you have to be a UCI-ranked race then the U.S. Cup is the four highest-ranked uh, races that USA Cycling recognizes to produce the number one pro-female and the number one pro-male uh, cross-country cyclists. So um, I helped invent the Pro XCT, and I'm proud of that, and, and it's great. Uh, so when I first got into it, and, and I hope I'm not talking too much or no, no. too long. No, that's,
0: no, that's what we're here for. We so, want to hear the story.
1: Yeah, so, you know... I'm there at, uh, at the Nationals, and I, I had a big amateur team with Rock and Road Cyclery. Uh, I sponsored their team, and we grew that team to almost 1,000 people. And so I was at the Nationals, and I think we had 20 people there. And so I was fairly well-known, but I was known as like this kook. Oh, there's this rich kook, you know, this guy's a goofball. Uh, I, seriously, I mean, and I, I didn't know anybody. I didn't. I don't know anything about cycling. I knew right. nothing. I didn't know. You I had just had a, a passion. Yeah, I hadn't watched the Tour de France. I, I couldn't have told you. In 2005 or 2006, who Lance Armstrong was, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's a good friend today. He's, he's a good guy. He's yeah, had his I, own. I, 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 I want to hear that story too. <coughs> so, uh, <laughs> in any case, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you how I got involved in it. There's there's a guy that's really important. So Eric Monroe's important because he he got me on the bike, but really the guy that got me into cycling and into competitive cycling is Manuel Prado, Manny Prado. I don't know if you know Manny. Um, he's won La Ruta two times. Uh, he's the Costa Rican national championship. When I bought my first bike, after I rode that bike, I wanted a bike. I needed my own bike. That was it. I was on a mission. I was mm-hmm. going to get healthy. I was going to get my shit together. So I went to Supergo um, uh, off the 5 Freeway in, in Mission Viejo. And I went in, and I'm looking around, and nobody's helping me. I mean, I'm looking around. I was there for an hour. Nobody's helping me. I was just a fat guy, I guess. Wow. You know. So finally, this little Hispanic guy comes out, and and, uh, and he says, dude, can I help you? And he had, a, he had an apron on. He was a mechanic. And it was Manny Prado, and I said, "I said, yeah, I'm looking for a no excuse uh, bicycle." And he said, "I am not familiar with that brand, sir." <laughs> and I said, "I don't know. What I mean by that is, if if I can't get it done on this bike, uh, then it can't be done, and I have no excuses." Yeah. And so he went and got me somebody to help me, and they got me the worst bike you could get for your first bike, a Turner Five Spot. <laughs> okay. You know, that's the worst fucking bike you can ever get. You know, a beginner should be on a hardtail. Put them on a hardtail. Yeah. You know, they didn't have 29ers then, but. Put me on a hardtail, you know, a stump jumper or something. Yeah, you something. Know? Yeah. So they gave me the six-inch travel, you know, Turner 5 <laughs> spot. So, but I, I love it So they, they bought, and it came in pieces, okay, and they had a deal going with Turner. So they, they the, the guy, so I've got this box of pieces, and I'm like, I am on my bike now. Mm-hmm. And Manny says, and Manny was, you know, this is the kind of guy Manny was. He's like, well, dude, if you give me 50 bucks, I'll build it after work in my garage. And I said, okay. I said, can you build it tonight? And he goes, well, I don't think so. And I said, well, I want it tonight. And He says, okay, give my, my friend George 50 bucks and we'll both build it tonight. <laughs> so I go over to his house and I was at his house in his garage till 11 o'clock at night and they built my bike. And uh, I ended up, I would go ride Aliso Creek every day. And, and uh, there's that trail, I think it's called Choya, mm-hmm. the little switchbacks. I think it took me 31 tries to be able to ride up it without stopping. Without stopping. Without stopping. That's so, a good one, dude. Thirty one tries. Oh yeah. No, and I remember one That's of the tough one. <laughs> one of the worst days of my life. I, this is a true story. I'm trying to ride the thing and I'm not getting and I hear a guy say behind you and I turn around and there is literally an old man in a Speedo and a Superman cape <laughs> oh, going up the top of that. I was <laughs> dumbfounded. So I, I almost died trying to get up the hill pushing my bike. I get up the top and I go, Dude, what are you doing? And he says, It's my birthday and he said every year on my birthday. I, I, I ride up here in my Superman. That's gear. awesome. I, it was, it was, I was like, this is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever done in my life. <clears throat> so Manny got me, you know, I, I would go ride and then I would come and I would talk to Manny. And I'd, I'd say, I saw a guy with these kind of tires. I need those kind of tires. Mm-hmm. I saw a guy with this this chain. I need this chain. I saw a guy with these grips. I need these grips. He's like, what are you doing? I go, dude, it cannot be this hard. I've got the wrong shit. So I went through like five different bikes, you know, every tire, every seat, every combination until I, I realized, it doesn't get any easier. You just go faster, mm-hmm. you know. So um, Manny and I became really good friends, and that started Team Show Air. We we I bought T-shirts and put Team Show Air because he had a dream to be a professional mountain bike racer, and he had he worked in the pineapple fields in Costa Rica. Wow! Saved up enough money to come to the U.S. and his dream was to be a professional uh, cyclist. Do, and
0: um, yeah. do you still talk to him? Today? Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. He's a great story. He he became a professional. Uh, he he's won Laruda a couple of times. Like I said, he I think he's been as high as fifteenth in a national uh, series. Uh, he's won Sea Otter as a semi-pro. Um, he won the Costa Rican national championships. He did very very well. Uh, he came to work for me at Show Air for a, a while. Saved up his money. Um, he's really a genius. The guy only finished second grade, but he's a genius. Self-taught with computers, and he has a, a Mac an Apple and iPhone repair store in Costa Rica. He moved back home. Wow. And yeah, and that's what he does. So, um, hey, can we pause just a second? Sure. So, out of nowhere, we have like 15 people in our condo uh, at Mount Snow in Vermont, and they're all brainstorming, talking about what they can do and what's going on. And, and I'm giving them advice. I'm giving them, you know, ideas. Uh, I've done trade shows and events. To me, a bike race is a trade show or an event. Mm-hmm. So, I'm giving him advice and everything, and all of a sudden Adam Craig turns to me and he says, "Well, why don't you just buy it? Why don't you run it?" And so uh, I was like, "Okay, yeah, how hard can it be?" <laughs> well, on the plane ride home, Ty Katie is like, "Dude, you do not want to run this. This is going to be a fucking mess. Yeah. You have no idea. This is, you know, it's one thing to have a club team; it's another thing to run this." And and Ty even told me, "I don't, I don't think I can hang out for this. You know, I, I don't want to do this. It's, mm-hmm. You're, you're in over your head." <clears throat> so uh, that made me even more determined. And I had all these people calling me uh, because people heard that I was going to take it over. And I talked to Tom Spiegel and he said, yeah, He says, I, I, I said to him, will you work for me? If I help subsidize this, if I help put on these events and, and pay for things, will you run them? And he said, absolutely. And, and Tom and I were already friends. And we're great friends now, I consider him part he's, of the he's family. A,
0: he's a cool guy. I like. Tom. He's the
1: best. Yeah, he's, he's uh, the hardest working guy in, in cycling, as far as I know. But uh, in any case, um, I contacted USA Cycling, and right off the bat, it just seemed everybody was angry about everything. Uh, the 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 pro teams were angry about the way things were done. USA Cycling was everybody was just complaining about everything, and it was overwhelming me. Mm-hmm. And I just thought this is ridiculous. You know, I mean, it's bike racing. It's it's having some fun. So I knew I did what I thought was the best thing to do, and I contacted the media. You know, I I called. Uh, um, Mountain bike action, and I, I, I called Vela News. I got a hold of a lot of people, and I said, "Look, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run it, and this is what I'm going to do." Because I had been to some events, and and I knew it was wrong. I mean, a blind person could see it. You show up to an event, and you got a paper plate with, with a number drawn on it. You got a couple of Wonder Bread twisties, yeah. Uh, and it's 65 bucks, and that's what you get. You get mm-hmm. a, a start finish that you know, uh, some cones and some some uh, yarn across it. It I can ride that anytime. Why do I want to pay sixty five bucks and, and exactly. not feel it? I, I wanted to feel the experience. And so to me, you know, I talked to Tom about financing and, and he had a a start finish trellis, but all that stuff's expensive to bring. And so I said, look, we need to make this we need to give the pro experience to everybody. To me, even the beginner, the cat three, the the kid, the the old man. They need to feel the same way as the professional. Mm-hmm. They need to feel those nerves at the line. They need to feel like they're really racing for something. Right. The only way you feel like you're really racing for something is if you win something or if you get something. Yeah. You know, that's why I think participation trophies are killing the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean if everybody gets the same size fucking trophy, who gives a shit? You know? My I'm gonna bother. get a trophy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if first place is just last place is the same size as first place, well as long as I get one, I don't give a shit. Yeah. So, you know, I remember when I was a kid. Dude, first place was six feet tall. Second place was a foot tall. You know, mm-hmm. third place you didn't get anything. Yep. You're like, "But well, I want that fucking trophy, man." <laughs> yeah, so, <exactly. clears throat> for me, we talked. You know, mountain bike action helped me a ton. And I put together a package. And and it, when you came to our event, for for your 50 bucks, you get an event T-shirt, a different one specific to each event. You got a water bottle. You got gel packs. You got tubes. You got uh, a professional plastic style, uh, number, number plate. plate. Yeah. I mean, we really made it real. And then, uh, so Ty, I called Ty, I'm like, look, I need help. Can you, can you help me out? This is what's going on. And he's like, fuck, you're, you're pulling it off, Scott. <laughs> I'll help you. So he came back. I went out and bought a motorhome. I wrapped my motor home. He's like, what are you doing? I said, dude, we got to bring the show. We got to make it big. It's mm-hmm. got to be real. You know, we can't just play at this. We got to, we got to make it big. And what so, year
0: was this when, when this everything started happening?
1: 2007 when we started planning it, 2008 was the first event. And uh, I approached Mountain Bike Action with an idea to do a contest. I was going to give away a $5,000 sponsorship to one male and one female. Didn't matter what level. You could be a beginner, you could be a pro, be retired. Um, but I wanted them to write a story about how cycling changed their life. Whether they met their special someone, they overcame adversity, you know, whatever, tell me your story. Mm-hmm. And so Mountain Bike Action was cool enough to, to write a story, you know, to, to do a contest and people wrote in. And we're reading these letters. I mean, dude, we're just crying. We're bawling. We're reading about people with cancer. We're reading about people wow. lost a kid. It was crazy. And uh, that first year... Um, one of the, the man who won the, the his letter it, it didn't win. We, we selected a, a gentleman by the name of Kenneth Walker and he was doing, uh, work with, with inner city children, with, uh, underprivileged tr- children in Kansas city, Missouri, and, um, was helping them get on bikes and helping them, you know, have a healthy lifestyle. And awesome. his, his story was really cool. And then I, the lady, her mind is escaping me. And she, she was a cancer survivor. She had a double mastectomy and, uh, um, she uh, um, she wrote a letter. I mean, Jason Britton's a very good friend of mine. Uh, the vice president of my company, her name's Kenny Britton. And Jason is a motorcycle stunt guy.
0: Yeah, I've s- seen him at K1 Speed. Uh, um, okay. He's cool with those guys, and they do, like, the, the Kawasaki. I think he's with Kawasaki, Kawasaki, right? yeah. yeah.
1: He used to have a, a TV show for five years called Superbikes. Okay. And... Uh, um, he uh, he's the toughest dude I've ever met. I mean, he, he is totally in control of his emotions. And I had him read this letter. And he's like, he looks at me. He's like, you bastard. He's getting ulterior because this lady wrote a letter that just I mean, the adversity she overcame and what she came through. She ended up winning a national championship too in her age groups, which wow, was cool. That's awesome. But they both won a five thousand dollars sponsorship. We flew him out to Vegas to interbike, and they, they were given bikes by Specialized, and you know we we subsidized us some kits for him. That was how the whole thing started. It was about community for me. Um, the pros, I didn't know much about them. I didn't really care, to be honest with you. I cared about the people like you and me mm-hmm. that are going there with their friends. I mean, I, I love watching what you do. You're there with your friends and your buddies, and you're, and you're, you're having fun. You're out on the bike. You're outside. It's, it's like a way of life for you. Yeah. And it's about doing healthy things and, and being good people and, and having friends. That's what I like about cycling. The pro stuff came along later. I mean, I eventually ended up running the factory specialized uh, racing team in, in the US, and we, we ran the Cannondale factory team, and, and those were great times. Yeah. But basically, it grew from an idea to save something into the Pro XCT and then into the US Cup, and it's the highest level you know mountain biking that we have. Um, and my intentions were, weren't to grow it so much for the Olympics or for the pros. It was really to grow it for the communities, but now, it's I'm really happy that it can be everything yeah. we've got great races for the communities they get to come out and see amazing pros we get to help these pros earn a living and or at least attempt to earn a living yeah and qualify for the Olympics we you know we got the we've got it at the highest level now yeah. and that that is what's awesome for me that's that's what I like
0: let's uh, uh let's talk about uh, you bringing on uh um, uh Nina Scherter to uh to Bonelli race and I mean that was a that was a pretty big uh show you know you had choppers flying around and uh, what was the whole purpose behind bringing him over to, to do a, a race? Well, the whole thing... I, mean, I, I think it was, sorry to up, but it was a UCI HC race. H-C. So there, there was points. There yeah. was points involved. A lot of
1: points. Um, basically, for years, you know, it, it's very expensive to put on the, the higher level UCI races. And there's not a lot of money in, in these mountain biking events. I know people might think, oh, there's, you know, a thousand people there at 50 bucks. Hey, that's 50 grand. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Spiegel and his crew are there for seven, eight days. Yeah. It takes three or four days to set it up, three or four days to tear it down. It costs money for you know police, it costs Hermits, permits. All, yeah. you know, he's lucky if he makes five or six grand at the end of it, you know. And it's a lot of work. It's yeah. really a labor of love for him. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, uh, um, uh, I what I do is I come in to Tom or other events and I subsidize it. I help pay for the number plates. I help pay for the core I pay for the inscription. The UCI events. I I pay the prize money. Those are the things that, that Show Air does and the Show Air Cycling Group does to help these events survive and help these people make a living and create sustainability. Because mm-hmm. when I first came in, everybody, people were angry at me. People I didn't even know. I thought I was doing this great thing and people were like, ah, he's a fucking, he's an idiot. He's a weirdo. You know, he thinks he's going to buy his way in here. He's going to be one and done. It was first time, I was, one and done. Then it was two and done. Then it was going to mm-hmm. be three and done. Ah, Five. After 10 years, this guy's gonna fucking abandon us. Yeah. you know finally people gave me a break. Wow. <clears throat> but at first it was hard. I mean I, I will tell you, um, it's hard to deal with the public mm-hmm. and I now I like my role a lot better. I'm, I'm stepped back from it. I try not to, I, I'm there to help. I'm there to subsidize. Are
0: you still out at, uh, do you go to the events now? Yeah, or? I go to some of the events. Okay, like Benelli
1: I go to. Okay. And, you know, I love to cut the grass out there and I do the track. Benelli is really, I've, I've worked very hard to develop That's that your course. baby, right? That's my baby. You know, I've worked really hard. I love Fontana. I love, you know, San Inez, all those races. But, um, you know, Benelli Park, we really put a lot of effort in. And the whole goal was to get the highest ranked UC uh, points giving races. I looked at a World Cup, we had a chance to get a World Cup uh, out at Benelli, but I'll be honest with you, it's 350000 bucks, and the UCI keeps 80% of the sponsors, so uh, unless I can find some company that's not related to anything cycling that's going to give me money, that's all coming out of my pocket. Right. Well, for $350,000, I can run the Kinder Cup East and the Kinder Cup West, and we can have 20 races, and <clears throat> so I looked at the next best thing, and that's an HC event. Now an HC event costs about thirty grand to put on. It's a lot of money.
0: Oh, you're kidding me! No, wow. it's a lot of money. That's that is that's a big investment. A lot of
1: money. Oh yeah, just the just the prize purses is you know fifteen grand just for the 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 UCI uh, um, fees and the and all that. But you have to, we have to pay for the commissar. We have to pay for the, the the referees, and they don't come from Orange County, unfortunately. We have guys coming from Chile, guys from Canada, guys coming from from Europe. It's it's bizarre uh, how we got to pay for doping control. Now USA Cycling helps us, and they subsidize that. But it still costs us money. Yeah. And so.
0: Coming I, out of your pocket. Oh,
1: yeah, out of my pocket. It, that's my cost. Yeah. <laughs> then, then it's whatever Tom has to spend. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it can be expensive, but the HC races are on par with a U.S. national event. They, they give, I believe it's 125 points for first. So it's not as much as a, a World Cup, but it's like a junior World Cup. Mm-hmm. And you put that times four. First of all, a, 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 an HC race had never been permitted in the United States people had tried and, and the uci never permitted it well i built a rapport and, and you were talking before when i first started with usa cycling everybody hated them everybody hated each other uh i tried to work with everybody it was very frustrating um nobody wanted to give in mm-hmm. so uh i pushed and pushed and it came to a head i mean i, I paid for things and, and ran the pro xct but i had usa cycling telling me what i could and couldn't do and you know why I should do this and why I shouldn't do that and it was really irritating and they did some things that pissed me off um, and and they did not stand up for somebody that I felt they should and it turned into a little bit of a war mm-hmm. and I I told them we're at war now I will never do a UCI event you or, protested I, them I did I and, protested and you, them. you put it out there I did big time and I, I was quoted in, a, in an article I don't know sometimes I get a little colorful and I say some weird things uh, I said that they asked me if I'd ever work with Steve Johnson again and I said I wouldn't work with him unless he uh, sent me an apology, sent me a fruit basket, and, uh, and, and and something. So much to Steve Johnson's credit. Did you get I, that fruit basket? I did, I did. I, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I was very impressed, man, because I'm that type. I'm, I'm a type of guy. You can argue. We can have a knockdown, dragout argument. We can have a knockdown, dragout fight. And I'll be like, hey, Lou, we were gonna go see a movie. You, you still going? Yeah. You know,
0: I, I. No, you don't, you don't hold grudges. No,
1: not at all. I have no problem having an argument. You know. Let's let's get at it. Let's mm-hmm. let's have our debate. I'm always right unless I can convince you. And if I can't convince you, I'm right. Then I'm wrong. <coughs> but I'm also looking like, like a true businessman. Yeah, just get over it. You know. So um, I thought that was cool because I, I came into work and there's this this big basket there, and there's a there's a note on it from Steve Johnson. that says, "I hope you enjoy your fruit basket. Give me a call." And I called him and I, I said, "Hey, I'm impressed." I said, "Look, will you? Co- I've come out to I because I went out to USA Cycling like five times." I was tired of flying out there. Mm -hmm. So I said, will you fly out and see me? And he agreed. And he flew out and I got him back though. I had a lunch catered for my whole company. And I had a big banner up there. And when I brought him in, I brought him out to the warehouse. And I said, hey, everybody, this is Steve Johnson. So everybody's clapping. And I said, he's going to talk to you about uh, why you should be cyclists and why you guys need to get on your bike. (laughs) So he's like, oh man, what the hell? So we put him on the spot. And basically, he and I buried the hatchet. And I said, look, I'm paying for all this shit why are you making it so hard for me when i'm paying you don't have a budget for this and they don't usa cycling's broke they don't have a budget they they have to do so much with so little and so but
0: they, said, they, they mainly focus on on road you know right? because
1: that's where road the majority of the the money is made and the majority of the sponsorships come in um but they can only do so much and and my whole point was if i'm paying for this shit and subsidizing you usa cycling get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Help me out. Just give me support. And Steve said, okay. And I'll tell you, in the first couple of years, there were people at USA Cycling and other people that fought that. And all I had to do was pick up the phone and call Steve and Steve would make it right. He wow. would call him and say, hey, stop stop messing around. Mm-hmm. Let Tedro do his thing. <clears throat> so he really helped us fast forward a lot. And then I started working with Simon Burney of the UCI and Peter Van Blue. I always say his last name wrong, so I'll just say Peter Van with, uh, with USA or UCI, and I got to know them, and I said, look, I want an HC race, and they said, oh, I don't know if we can do that, so we worked and worked and worked, and finally, we were awarded a, an HC race, which is a huge deal.
0: But let me ask you, why, why Benelli?
1: Well, Benelli, because it's, it's close, it's local, I love the course, it's easy, it's got uh, easy. great... Easy? Well... <laughs> it's an it's easy to get to. Okay, so okay. it's easy to get to. Not an easy race. It's a great. I mean, it's a great park. It's great yeah. for kids. There's there's playgrounds there. There's good parking. Yep, there there's is. good bathrooms. There's yep. good infrastructure. It's it's centrally located. I mean, from Orange County, from, from LA. Riverside, LA. Yep, that is true. <laughs> and the course is awesome.
0: You know, mm-hmm. it's a great course. It is challenging. Um, Extremely challenging. Yeah, it I, is. I've, I've raced that that yep. race when uh, Omar from uh, Nobby time. Mm-hmm. He's put on the races, but you would go across the across the road, and then hit the fire road, and then do kind of like a bigger loop. But yeah, that those, it's pretty steep. But you know, it's definitely uh, like you said, it's a uh, it's a worthy race.
1: Yeah, it is. So when we got that HC race. That was a big deal. And then we needed it to be successful. I couldn't have 50 pros show up. Mm -hmm. I needed the best of the best of the best. And we developed relationships with with, uh, John Rourke and with uh, Wally from the the Lunat Squad Mm -hmm. Um, and and a lot of the the top uh, pro teams. And we just asked for their help. And Bob Roll is a friend of mine. I've I, I met Bob many years ago, and we just became really good friends. Um, we ride a little bit, but most of the time we just talk about food and wine. Okay. <laughs> so, um, And Bob knew Nino's uh, manager, um, and he's the greatest mountain biker of yeah, all time. Yeah, uh, I, I met him a couple times.
0: Okay, help me with his name. I, I don't know. I, uh, I, he's I, like I see him, I'm like, wait, I know you. He's
1: like a 17-time world champion. Yeah. Like, like I said, I don't know <laughs> that much about cycling. I know I like to ride my bike, and right. I like to put on events. but um,
0: So he, he knew that guy, and uh, so you guys got connected with, with uh, bringing Nino out.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I we, we contacted Nino and said, hey, would you please come out to this event? It's an HC event. We, we timed it so that it didn't conflict with anything. He wanted to go do Sea Otter. And I think we had 127 pros start. Yeah, I remember
0: that. Yeah, It was amazing. It was, it was a big event.
1: Yeah. And we, we did it right. I mean, we had helicopters, I mean, I, I broke the bank with that one. And we you did. We televised that. <laughs> we televised uh uh, on on the YouTube channel, but I mean, we had a professional helicopter. A, oh, uh, yeah. with cameras. I mean, it was extremely expensive.
0: Yeah, I think uh, I think the rate's like three three or four hundred bucks an hour, or something like that. Uh,
1: well, it was it was thirty <laughs> it was, was thirty five thousand bucks for the chopper for for the chopper and that to 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 do produce the whole thing. Wow. So the chopper was like eighteen thousand dollars, and we spent thirty thirty eight thirty nine thousand dollars. Wow. At Benelli and Fontana. Um, doing, doing those, those deals.
0: But did you, well, I mean, obviously you had, you had an intention to, to put it, you, I mean, you had some kind of a vision in the mm-hmm. long one, right? Mm-hmm. You know, cause well, I mean, you're, it's a, it's a lot of money investing into, we, into that.
1: Honestly, cycling for me is a one way funnel. I, I have not made any money from cycling at all. It's just the money goes out and nothing comes back. Mm-hmm. It's goodwill. Um, I get a lot of goodwill. It's to me, it's a good cause. I'd rather spend my money where I know where it's going, where it's going to affect people. There's nothing better than having a mom or a dad come up and say, man, I didn't get along well with my kids. We were growing apart, and my kid asked me to start cycling with them, and we do your events, and we both race, and it's great, and our family's all here. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's That, to me, is great. Yeah. Uh, now, it,
0: I, I have one complaint about, the, uh, about the, 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 can, the Kinder Cup stuff. Okay. At the end of the year, because I, I have friends that race it, they want, like, they're like, well, my trophy is, like, a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't we get like, like a nice trophy? You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like you know, you guys have like first, second, and third. Uh-huh. They're like uh laserettes or whatever. Uh, like, yeah. why can't we have like a nice trophy for a champion? You know, like I, I don't, don't know. we like, do a jersey, I, you know,
1: but we do a jersey. You, but they you, gotta pay for it. They do have to pay for it. You're right. Yeah. Uh You know what? I nobody's ever said that to me. I, okay. I'm sure we could do that. <laughs> I mean, for all the classes, <laughs> if you think about it, though, there's like 17, 18 classes. So yeah. At um, it for does, the
0: champion, though, like here, here's like a plaque. Or right, but like if you a, think... Like a metal that, that means
1: there's going to be 20 trophies, basically. Because mm-hmm. it's in every class, every yeah. every category. But I think that's a worthy thing. I'll, I'll do it. I mean, I, I got no problem doing that. I have, I,
0: I have a I, guy, you know, I have a buddy that he, he races, mm-hmm. and uh, he won the championship that past year. He's like, dude, like, I get all these cool plaques, you know, f- for first, second, third, but at the end of the year, like, right. I just have a piece of paper. No, I it's think... Like, he, I want, like, something I, I can put, like, in my garage, like, boom. Yeah. I'm a Cat 2 champion. Right. Like, there it is.
1: I agree with that. I... I I actually agree, so um, I'll get on that. If, do me a favor, you know me, Lou. You gotta be, you gotta be on me because yeah, I'm busy. Yeah. Uh, make sure you follow through with me and, and send me a text, and I'll okay. get uh, I'll get Rory on it and get Ty on awesome. it. Awesome, and, and we'll do that. Okay, I, I agree with you because it is it's an accomplishment. You know, it's a huge accomplishment. A Cat Three uh, beginning racer has to work just as hard as a pro uh, because they've got a job, they got a family, and they're they're doing their thing. Yeah, I, mean, I agree.
0: And, and you know what? It, you're not just at Benelli, you're at Fontana but you're at Temecula, you're're yeah. you're, you're, you're Olivos. you can't I mean, win you're, that you're series without them doing them all absolutely exactly.
1: so you're investing in its yeah. an accomplishment and, yeah. and I, I why wouldn't I want to do that what an honor to have somebody be proud of something that we put on yeah. and, and to be able to have a memory and that yeah. that to me is what it's all about that's why we do the event shirts I want memories I, I grew up going to concerts man I you know I love pulling out my concert <laughs> kiss concert 1992 you know yeah, I was there it's fucking great yeah you know so yeah I I, I think that's a very good point and okay. we should do that
0: cool. So bringing Ener on, I mean that you know now you're like at the next level.
1: The whole goal was to bring a World Cup, um, and we had worked with the UCI quite a bit, and they were willing to give us one. We showed them we could do it financially, but actually after looking at it, it just was not smart. It would have taken my whole budget. I could have done one World Cup. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the whole world's here and everything, but that is not growing cycling to me. My goal is to get more people on bikes. My right. goal is to, is to create sustainability. Mm-hmm. And if I have this one elite level event, that's not creating sustainability. To me we need a farming system we need a system where we can get the kids coming out of high school we can get you know young people like Nica. All, yeah absolutely so you know i was a trailblazer i was one of the founding people from Nike, and, and i it's awesome and exciting to see what they've done they've done a great job and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of my affiliation with that we were, we were title sponsor one year but for me that's why we don't do the pro teams anymore you know i ran factory teams and i spent i just thought after a while it was looking hokey mm-hmm. and also i was i was doing an too much. Yeah. I'm running a factory team. I'm running the series. It, it just looked kind and, of and, like a Homer thing.
0: And, and you you know, you had some legitimate pros. I think you had uh Tinker Juarez, oh, yeah.
1: Sid Taborly, Yeah, uh, Max Plaxton. I yeah. mean, we we had we won the series. We won we, we had champions.
0: And and those guys obviously had moved on to 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 race for other teams.
1: Yep, or retired, you know.
0: I mean, Absolutely, Tinker. Fifty-two years old, and that guy's still going strong and still whooping on the the guys half his age. That Tinker guy is, is that guy timeless. Is a, a freak.
1: He's amazing. He and he is the nicest. He is the nicest, most sincere person you'd ever meet. Mm-hmm. He's he's a special guy, and yeah. he's amazing. He's like Ned and I mean, Ned and still kick your ass. I mean, he's amazing. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> anyway, the whole goal was was like I said, the World Cup, and I just realized that was not going to maximize getting people on their bikes. Mm-hmm. So then I I decided. Talked to Ty and we decided. Look, we need an East Coast and West Coast series. We need a true national series. We need to to try and we we'd love to have. I mean, people, why don't you have races in the Midwest? I I can't have races everywhere, so we at least have an East Coast and a West Coast. um, And we have four uh, HC events last year. We've got two this year because it's an off year for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. We're gonna. Probably do four next year, but they're expensive. I mean, the HC events, like I said, thirty thousand dollars, thirty grand. Yeah, it's so a lot of money. It's a lot of money, especially when we're not getting a lot of sponsors. And, and yeah. no offense to anybody that does sponsor us, we got some good people that help us. You know, Kenda. If it wasn't for Kenda, I mean, I'd be fitting the whole bill. I love you know, Roger. That, yeah, that guy's Roger awesome. and, and Ben. Um, yeah, and Kenda. Yeah. You know, Kenda tire awesome. company. Yeah, and we've been loyal to them. They've been very loyal to us. They're they're great partners. Budgets mm-hmm. get tighter and tighter every year, um, and. So, you know, we're, we're going to get aggressive this year for next year and try and find some new sponsorships. Obviously, Kinda we, we want them to continue with us, but we're going to try and build on that. Mm-hmm. Um, for many years, I didn't want to take money from other people, to be honest with you. Because when you take money from people, then they get to, to have a say in what you're doing. Yeah, And to be perfectly blunt, I didn't want to hear what other people want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I'm arrogant, but because it diluted the event for the amateurs. Right. You know, I wanna put on these events for the local community people. Mm-hmm. And that's my focus. My focus is not the pros. Right. Now I love the pros and it's great to have the pro races and it's great to see, you know, the the young pros that we have now that are doing amazing. But for me it's about community. And the the whole goal is in the Olympic year we have four H C races so that the United States can qualify the maximum amount of pro male and female riders mm-hmm. for the Olympics. In the off years, we'll do two. That way it's manageable, and I, I have a, a budget that I can manage. We got involved in cyclocross now. And yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah, Ryan Trabon's a great friend, and he had, he had made a post on Facebook and basically said, you know, cyclocross has the opposite problem of, of mountain biking. Cyclocross has an abundance of UCI races. They're, they've got, I think, 26 or more
0: I heard about I heard about that fiasco <coughs> they had I don't know, a few years back in Texas where, like, it was too muddy for them to race, so like they rescheduled it or something like that. I mean, it, it was a big fiasco uh, um, for that uh, um, for that cyclocross race.
1: Yeah, you know what, Lou? I, I don't know anything about that. All I knew is that my buddy Ryan had made a post and said they had a huge they have a huge calendar. So they've got 26 or more UCI-ranked races all over the country, but they didn't have a series. They didn't have a way to crown the number one pro male or pro female. Mm-hmm. And what I, one of the things I want to say with the U.S. Cup, um, the, the mountain biking events, this year we're doing winner take all. So the number one pro male in the series and the number one pro female in the series, they win 10000 bucks. Wow. And for a mountain biker, that's a lot of money.
0: That's a good and change. And
1: some people get upset that I didn't spread it out well, I, I wanted winner-take-all. I wanted to reward the people, like you said, that went to every race. Mm-hmm. Not just the pro that came and won a couple and mathematically figured they could win it. I want somebody that, that has to go, because you have to compete in every race. Right. And we, you also have to compete in the cross-country, and then the next day, on Sunday, you the have to compete track. in the short track. you yep. got to do both races, because they're equal points. Mm-hmm. And so we, we really like the format we have. And so I saw Ryan had posted that there wasn't a series. First, I called Micah Rice at USA Cycling and said, look, Micah, and we have a, I have a great relationship with USA Cycling now. They're they're good people. They're doing the best they can. They support me huge. I support them. I'm proud to be an American. I'm proud <laughs> that there are federation. Yeah. For years they thought I was going to try and take them over or replace them. I have no desire. I got a full time job. Yeah. You, <laughs> you know you got you got a business to run. Yeah. I I without the business there is no cycling. because right. I wouldn't make any money cycling. <laughs> um. But the the most important thing for me was. To call USA Cycling and ask them, would you get behind this? If we did a, a cycle cross series, can we use the name USAC? So it's USA Cycling US Cup CX, and they loved the idea. They were like, they said, "Fuck, that'd be great, Scott." Absolutely. When's the first race? Uh, I think it's October. I don't even know. Luckily, Ryan. I hired Ryan. (laughs) Called Ryan. I said, "That's his problem." Yeah. What do you think, Ryan? I'd love it. I said, "Great, you're running it." So you know, we brought him down. We hired Ryan. So Ryan and Ty take care of all that. Awesome. Um, And we put it together very quick. He was talking to me. Okay, yeah, for 2018, I go, no, no, no. We got to do it 2017. He's like, Scott, it's you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's March or it's April, and I said, yeah it doesn't start snowing for months I mean they're not going to start riding their cycle cross. you got plenty of time yeah I go come on dude get it together so (laughs) we got it together and and we took our US Cup model for for mountain biking to the cycle cross. we went to existing events and we said look we want you to be part of the series we're going to bring these things to you we're going to bring a marketing budget Mm -hmm. advertising we're going to bring some subsidies we're going to help pay for some things and they embraced it and because what's awesome for me and I'm very proud of the US Cup name means something now yeah, it's it's the pros want to be in a U.S. Cup series. They want to win that belt. Mm-hmm. They w- when I first came to the, up with the idea, of the belt. What do you oh, think
0: about the uh, Hulk Hogan or what?
1: Yeah, no, people, <laughs> dude. I'm on the plane. I'm like sketching all this stuff and drawing. I go, you know what? We'll have we'll have like world championship belts. And Ty's like, dude, you're out of your mind. But I love that. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. I,
0: and That's guess awesome. what? It's unique.
1: You know what? The pros loved it. Yeah. I remember when Katarina Nash put it on. She, I mean, she's a fucking legend. She's yeah. incredible. She puts that on, and she was so proud to have that belt on. It it. It's awesome. So the U.S. Cup's legit, which makes me happy. The cyclocross community embraced it, which is awesome. And we're going to work really hard to make that legit. And we're doing a ten thousand dollar winner take all for male and female in that too. Awesome. And to me, it's I will not get into the road. It's it's got enough money. It's already robust. But this is the great crossover. It's it's a road bike on, on a mountain. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and so it it blends. It works well. And I think it's the perfect mix.
0: You know what's next is enduro. Yes. Yeah. What's next?
1: You know, I don't understand. <laughs> maybe maybe, that,
0: maybe that's enough for for another <laughs> episode. But uh, yeah, enduro is we got to do that.
1: People love it. People love it.
0: I mean, if you look at you you go to the shop, I mean, most of their bikes they're selling are like all mountain enduro bikes, you know. And there's only like one series that we're doing, you know, the California Enduro series. And you know, there's a there's some other series that are in other states, but the the main one here in California is California, California Enduro series and. Most of them are up north. Uh, we, you know, the the one closest to us is Big Bear, like in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. That's for the crafting cranks, right? Uh, but that's that's it. Like we have no other race down here in SoCal. And again, it, you know, there's a lot of teams. You know, like as, like my our team and mm-hmm. other other uh, racers that have to drive nine hours, ten hours uh, to those races. Horrible. You know what I mean? So, but anyways, uh, let's get, let's get back to you. Well, I'll
1: talk to Tom Spiegel. I mean, I'll talk to Tom about that. Yeah, and, and
0: uh... let's talk about. The uh, the badass build that you did for, for Peter Sagan for
1: Peter, yeah. So um, how did you, know, you meet him? I mean, well, I, I ran the Can- you know Cannondale approached us. Um, we'd run the Specialized team for many years, and, and I love Specialized. They're they're great people, but you know sometimes things relationships come to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Cannondale people approached us, and, and they were great, and and uh, it was fun to work with them. We ran their factory team, and one of the things that came from that is that I ended up meeting Peter Sagan. And I can't remember... I think Rory Mason introduced me to him. Rory knew him really well. And Peter loves hot rod cars. And and I own a company that builds hot rod cars. What what company is that? It's Mass Car Classics. So um, we go to the the muscle car nationals. Uh, It's called McCacken. We go to the muscle car and Corvette nationals every year in Rosemont, Illinois. And and we've brought... Over the last five years, I think we've brought 12 or 13 cars. And have been lucky enough, we've, we've won Concourse Gold on all of them. Wow, that's awesome. So we restore old muscle cars or we'll build custom cars and uh, um,
0: you know so that's another part of your business that you yeah, do
1: yeah it's it's something else that I do that that's what do
0: you find the time in the day to, you know, you to, make to it do time. all this stuff man
1: look you know what i'm like a shark if, if i stop uh, if i stop working i'll die you know wow. like a shark if they stop <laughs> swimming they drown so um, i got to stay busy you know yeah. i got to i mean honestly i got a lot of a lot of demons from my past and mm-hmm. and stress and stuff and so The best way that I can stay healthy is stay busy, Mm -hmm. and uh, and it's fun, man. Who wouldn't want to play with cars and and play with trucks and shit? Like I mean, you're a truck driver. Yeah. You know, I started out. (laughs) I I got my class one. I mean, uh, I drove for many years. So, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's hard work and it's fun. You know, and it makes you feel good. Yeah. But uh, so I I met Peter at the in Colorado, and Rory uh, introduced me to him, and uh, it's got to be six or seven years ago. And maybe more than that, eight years ago. And he was, here's this young guy, and I was showing him pictures of my hot rods and things I like. And he said, uh, "Scott, I want, I want you build me Dukes of Hazard car. You build <laughs> one for me. You build me uh, one, you know, with the horn, the <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking this kid is he's awesome. I mean, here's yeah. this great cyclist, and he wasn't he wasn't world champion yet. He was he was a budding star, but he wanted a Dukes of Hazard car. So we started out. I, you know, I said, okay, I'll see what I can do. and I, mm-hmm. I didn't really take him serious, and he stayed on me. I mean, he kept texting me and, and calling me. So I said, all right, fly on out. You know. So he, he came out. He toured our shop. We talked about building him a Dukes of Hazard car. And then I think the Fast and Furious, uh, it, it had been out, but it, this was the one with the, with the charger, mm-hmm. with the blown charger, and he saw that, and he says, wow, I, I want one of those. I said, now you're talking. I go, yeah. we, can, we can build you that. Yeah. <laughs> but then he said he wants air conditioning. And oh, come a stereo, on. It's a hot whatever. rod, man. <clears throat> Dude, he, his car has got a 1,000 horsepower. It's Now,
0: a, is, is that at the crank or is it the uh, – that's uh, a flywheel. At the flywheel.
1: So it's It's a 572-cubic-inch so, um, it uh, uh, Chrysler wedge motor with an 871 blower, fuel injection, uh, air conditioning, power seats, uh, heated seats, air-conditioned seats, uh, it's four-linked. It's airbagged. I mean, this car, it was a huge, huge car. Uh, very expensive. <laughs> very expensive. It, it,
0: it, it's got a roll cage, right?
1: Yeah, a roll cage. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the main concern I had was safety for him. I cannot get, you know, because as we started building that car, you know, he started, he, he had won the green jersey a couple of times. He won the, I think he won the tour of California when, when we were right in the middle of the build. Mm-hmm. And his wife was very concerned about safety. Oh boy. And um, I was very concerned. I can't, I can't get the, the, the best cyclist in the world killed. Right. So, you know, we were very, very concerned about building something extremely safe and manageable. Because um, the kid's fearless. I mean, he's fearless. So.
0: Wait, how is a thousand horsepower manageable?
1: Uh you know what you, you don't give it a lot of traction you make sure okay. the, you make sure the car goes straight.
0: You got to pedal pedal the throttle a little bit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know.
1: You got to have a good chassis, make sure the car goes straight, um, make sure it breaks loose. You don't want it to hook up too, too much and mm-hmm. cuz that'll that'll will hurt you. You'll yeah. high side. You can high side a car. Oh yeah. So, um and the other thing is to scare the shit out of it. So, I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, we built this was his vision and and we built it. It was amazing. Um, it's an unbelievable car. It's it's world class. Uh, and Kate, who I became good friends with, his wife, and they're, preg- they're pregnant now, so I'm really excited for them. Peter will make a great uh, great father, and, and Kate will make <clears> a great mom. Um, she kept saying, you know, I- I'm worried, I'm worried. I said, don't worry, he'll be scared. She said, he's not afraid of anything. <laughs> so I said, trust me, it's going to scare him. So we build the car. He came out to be fitted in the car. So he was ready to, to test drive it, and then we fit him to the car, and then we finished the interior. And so <clears throat> we took him out in the car. And I told Kate, I said, watch, it's going to scare him. She said, there's no way it's going to scare him. And I said, I said I'll said, i bet you a dollar.
0: Did you drive it or he drove it?
1: Oh, I've driven it, but he drove it. He okay. drove the car. So w- we took him out, we drove it, we sat him in it, and then we had him drive it. And there's a cool video, and I'll, I'll send it to you, and you can I post it. I think I've it. seen it. Yeah. So he he takes it out, he drives it, he comes back. Uh, I'm standing there when he pulls in. He gets out of the car, and Kate says, were you scared? And he says in Slovakian, he says, scares the shit out of me. And so she tells him in, in Slovak, she says, you Oaks got a dollar. He's like, why? So she tells him, so he opens up his wallet and he gives me a dollar. You still have that dollar? No, I don't. No. I don't. I should have. I should have kept it. Should have had him sign it. Yeah, no, just the fact that, I mean, his when he got out of the car, his hands were shaking. Um, it's a beast. It is unbelievable. But, you know, it, the car is a lot like Peter. I, I've described Peter before as a bee. You know, scientifically, a bee shouldn't be able to fly, mm-hmm. but it can. I mean, Peter can do things that defy logic. He's so amazing on the bike and he has such confidence and he's extremely intelligent. So he literally, I think he processes things much faster than most people. He's able to gauge that situation and process this information and then use his great skills so quickly to do things that that other people can't do. It's Mm -hmm. amazing. And he's, what I can tell you about Peter that's the best thing about him, because i mean, great, he's a great cyclist. I really don't care. He's a great human being. He is really a nice person. He and his wife are good people, and he care. He's very loyal. He cares for his friends. Uh, he cares for his fans. He takes it real serious, and he's just a sweet guy. Yeah. I mean, he really is.
0: That's uh. What are your thoughts on on him being dq at Tour de France?
1: I think it's total fail, total bullshit. Yeah. I love the UCI. I appreciate all the help they give me with the <laughs> HC races, but, um, I mean, I am not a professional racer, and I, I don't say that I am, but I know a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And I've ridden a lot of miles now, and I've 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 uh, competed a lot. And I think the video speaks for itself. I mean, Cavendish, in the heat of the moment, I mean, he was coming up from behind. He put his head under under Peter's armpit, mm-hmm. like he likes to do to push him out of the way. And he rode up under uh, Peter's handlebars, and uh, his hood hit, hit Peter's handlebar, and uh, he crashed himself. And, yeah. and the big problem I have is that Cavendish should be – I can see in the heat of the moment him being pissed, but after he got to watch the video and watch things, Cavendish should have come out in defense of Peter and said, Hey, it was racing. You know what? I rode up into him. I, I was trying to push through, and I ran out of room, and, and I, I take responsibility. Peter needs to be in the race. And the fact that he didn't do it, and then he's coming out now and complaining and saying that, oh, people are being mean to me, well, fuck him. You know, I don't mm-hmm. care who he is. He, he made a mistake. I've made mistakes. I've fucked up. I own it. When I make a mistake, if I, if I make a mistake, Lou, I'll be the first one to say, hey, I, I fucked up. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. What can I do to fix it? Yeah. And Peter Sagan should be in this race. And the UCI should have reviewed it. I'm shocked that Cookson or somebody didn't come in. I know those commissars have a lot of pressure at the moment, but cooler heads should have prevailed. They should have taken the evening, looked at the videos, and and said the truth. At worst, it's inconclusive. Mm -hmm. At best, Cavendish crashed himself. Yeah. Um, So and I'm not saying this because Peter's a friend of mine. I like everybody, and I, I, I love good, clean competition. It's just not correct. That kid should be racing in the bike race. They made a mistake.
0: So now, so what, it's official he's out?
1: Oh, he's out. He's okay. out. I mean, they can't bring him back in now. There's already been three stages, so wow. it's over. So, so now, what does he do now? I hope he goes and races uh, some World Cups, you know? I mean, he's got some time. Uh, you know, I've talked to Neil Rogers and a couple people. They'd, they'd love for him to do that. Um, I don't want to call him and bug him. He's, he's dealing with some shit. Yeah. I sent a text message to Kate today. She said she'd call me tomorrow, so, okay. you know, I'm going to try and encourage him and say, hey, go go out and play with Nino. Now he, Nino, he, he, Nino even sent a tweet. I mean, I think that'd be great.
0: You know, you he's he's in top form, man. I mean, he's just crushing it. You know, uh, I guess there were just um, some of the commentators at the um, for that for the race. They're like, well, they're just pretty surprised on the form that he's in. You know, he's in after winning the uh, the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's just, I don't know. I mean, that's my guy. That's that's my favorite rider for right. for, uh, for cross country. I mean, he's just he's a beast. I like Julian Absalon,
1: you know, I like him a lot. Broke
0: collarbone, I, I don't yeah. know if he's, if he's coming back. But. Yeah.
1: but, I mean, you're right. Nino is, he's the Peter Sagan, or, well, he's the Nino Schurter of mountain biking. Yeah. he you <laughs> he, he shouldn't compare. No. He, he, is, he is at the peak of his game. Peter is at the peak of his game. Nino can literally force things to happen. Um, he's a gentleman as well. I mean, he's a really nice guy. He's mm-hmm. a gentleman. He's a, he's a, a sweet person. Um, very, very respectful to everybody out here. We were talking a little bit that it looked like he was playing with the with the guys. Uh, I'm not going to speculate. I mean, we had some really good people in that yeah, race, Bonelli, but I, yeah. I will say that he was definitely in command of what he was doing, and, oh, yeah. and he was never put
0: in in stress. It was just amazing to just to watch that ca- that caliber of a racer yep. uh, just control the race. Yep, absolutely. You know? it, I don't know. It's it's mind blowing.
1: It is. It is. <laughs> I mean, it, it's special people.
0: So, uh, going back to Bonelli, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the Olympics?
1: Well, I'm proud to say that uh, you know, USA Cycling, give them credit. Uh, USA Cycling put the, the team together that's going to bid on the Olympics. They put them in touch with me and they were asking for my suggestions on where I thought it would be good, and, and I heavily lobbied for Benelli Park mm-hmm. because of the reason we talked about. You know, accessibility from Orange County, from Riverside, and from LA counties. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic place. It's got a lot of infrastructure. I've spent at least $250,000 there over the last you know, eight <laughs> years developing the park. Wow. Um, and I really believe in it. I mean, it's, it's got a lake, it's, you can see the mountains. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a great place. And so um, I know that the Olympic Committee has selected Benelli Park. Awesome. as their their venue and it we're bidding on the Olympics. It's between us and, and France and, and I'm absolutely convinced that Los Angeles will win.
0: So let me ask you, uh, are you guys gonna do any modification to the track? Are you guys oh, gonna yeah. uh, change it up, oh, yeah. make it a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of I said, France, it's Paris.
1: So Paris and, and LA of Paris right. um, I, I, I um, yeah, the, the and Paris of a little will of in little bit of a little bit of will they bit they a little a very substantial budget so they will, they will come a and, and they're they're going to use our basic course, but they're going to add you know a, a crossover and a figure eight, which we're going to add next year. So we're going to add a figure eight. We're going to have a crossover. Okay. Um, Baghouse uh, is going to build. Uh, Ty Katie's working with with. Uh, the yeah, owner so of those Bag are House. the
0: guys that that build you the, the trophies. The trophies, yeah. yeah Baghouse, yeah, they're yeah, great nice. people. They're yeah. great
1: people, and and uh, um, so I know Ty's talking to them about building us a special ramp so we can have a, a crossover. Okay, um, which is cool, but uh, it, it's going to be good. It's going to so be real
0: good. Is, is that? Um, so when when they go and build the course is that going to be um your guys's influence on what how it's going to be laid out or is that like their decision on how it's going to be laid out how does that work uh, as the, far as how the course is, yeah, it's their the decision. I mean, the, decision? it's okay.
1: so far over my head. I mean, I'm, I'm pleased that they listened to me, and I'm pleased that they, they picked it. But, you know, they, they've got the budget. They're the ones coming in, and um, I will be grateful if they allow me to be uh, on the, the committee. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I have an opportunity to be able to be on the advisory committee. But, you know, these people are it's That's an awesome. honor. Oh, yeah. It's an honor. It, it, it would be an honor for me. But they, they know what they're doing. I mean, these people have put the Olympics on, they're amazing. And they, they'll come in there and what's awesome is we'll all benefit Pinelli will benefit and, and all the people that can ride because they will they will take what we've done and they will greatly enhance it they'll add more infrastructure and I to do that. some really cool things me too it's, yeah. it's gonna be great
0: um so uh wrapping everything up uh what's your takeaway like what's your piece of advice before we wrap this up to to all our listeners out there
1: well ride your bike i mean that's that's the most important thing um come to our races, come to our events, go to any events. Uh, you know, it's a scary world right now. There's a lot of, a lot of people that are angry, there's a lot of people. I mean, I, I, I've I never seen anything like this. You know, I, I grew up, I'm an older guy, I, I remember uh, uh, Carter, I remember Reagan, uh, you know, I, I was in high school when Carter was president and when Ronald Reagan was elected. I remember my parents before Reagan got in, they were so happy to get a 17% uh, interest rate loan on their house. Wow. Um, inflation was was out of control. People were scared. The whole country was scared. I mean, we we're afraid the Russians are going to kill us. So it, it was crazy. And Ronald Reagan came in, and, and he felt like your dad, the cowboy. You know, he was, and he was awesome. He's a great speaker. He talked to the country. You felt like he was talking to you, and um, he made you feel safe again and made you feel proud. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, you know, I voted for Obama one of the times. I didn't vote him for another time. I did vote for Trump, um, and I voted for Trump not because I mean the guy's a wacko. But he's a businessman, and it's a global economy now. Yeah, and it's, it's a business. Uh, it is a business. It is business. And I am for term limits. I mean, I, I'm an independent, and I'm for ter- the problem we have in this country is we have congressmen and women and senators that have served for 30 years or what more. What have they done? Well, you get corrupt. You know what they get? They get in there and they get everything free. They don't Kick, have to have the kickbacks. same. Yeah. Well, they don't even need kickbacks. They they have special medical insurance. They they're not on this they don't have the same programs for them that we have for us. Okay. And they get in there, they get their salary for life, they get all these benefits, and they get power and they get corrupt and, and it's it's a natural thing. I don't think people go into Congress or Senate thinking that I'm gonna take advantage but after you're there for year after year after year and people are throwing free you're shit in at place you and yeah and they're giving you stuff and you get you all of a sudden you owe all these people mm-hmm. so to me if the if the president can only serve two four year terms should be the same for congress and senate that way every 8 years we get new people coming in because how can a 75 year old man who's been in congress for 40 years relate to a 35 year old man or woman trying to raise a family and make a living. You can't. They can't relate. So we have to have term limits. We have to have new people. And it's a cycle. I mean, I'm liberal, super liberal on some things. I'm super conservative on another. Owning multiple businesses, the one thing I know, if you are selling stuff for cheaper than it costs you to make it, you're going to go out of business. Yeah. And the United States is spending more money than we make. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I did not. I wanted to see change. And uh I, it sucks to see how how at odds the country is with each other. It's crazy. But I I'm, I'm glad Trump's in there. He's changing shit up. He's making people nervous. Make, I think making a lot of people pissed off. Yeah, and <laughs> I like it. Good. You gotta break some eggs to make an omelet, you know? That I mean is if true. I didn't piss off USA cycling, if I didn't piss off the U C I, if I didn't piss off a lot of people, nothing would have happened with with our series. Yeah. You yeah know? That is true. And it sucked. It was hard. Listen, I wanted to quit a lot. I did. There were a lot of times, man. I, I, my feelings were hurt. I cried a couple times. Uh, you know, it's brutal dealing with the public. And mm-hmm. you think you're doing right. You think everybody's going to like you. And they fucking don't like you. You yeah, know? Step in the back. Somebody's happy. Well, no. You know what? It, it, it is what it is. I, nobody owes me anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I had to get thicker skin. You know, I had thick skin in business. I, I realized this is a business too. Mm-hmm. So if I can't sustain my my, my living, I can't put the put the races on right so I'm happy that I'm getting people on bikes that's mm-hmm. what's most important like I said I love you and, and your crew you guys are together you have fun you, you plan events that's what I want because we all have jobs we all have to go work including me I got a great life but guess what I got to work my ass off to, yeah, to sustain it and you know they you know why they call it work no why because all the other good four-letter words were taken <laughs> you know i mean to me it should be called fuck fuck you because i'll tell you if i win the lottery i'm not gonna be like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna still work You're I'm out, huh? fuck that i'm out of here i'll be like lou here's the u.s cup you own it you oh, deal with these people i don't, I don't think i want it <clears throat> let, let me let me tell you one last story i'll tell you the funniest thing that happened to me and this will sum up my whole experience with cycling well
0: before that yeah. where do you see cycling in the next five years God, I don't
1: know. I mean, I'm not smart enough. Uh, um, I do love what I see with mountain biking. It looks like it's getting more and more popular. More. I mean, I used to love to ride out of Black Star all the time. It's quick, it's easy, and I could get it done. And now, man, there's so many hikers and so many bikers. I mean, Black Star is completely crowded. Yeah. So that's cool to see. Um, I think there's going to be some changes to UCI and road. There has to be. Yeah. There has to be. You cannot. This is biggest fail with Peter and their biggest event. That that's horrible. But I. I think there's a mountain biking cycle cross and road I think it has cycling has a great future
0: Mm -hmm. Um, why are we losing our our local stuff like look at look what happened to the orange Y. like they kick people out and I think that now that now they're they're selling the land why can't we have like a pump track why can not we have that stuff here you know other like when we travel for these races like Auburn Mm -hmm. um, uh, Truckee like they have a cool like dual slalom like Pump track, you know what I mean. Like, why can't we have that here? Like, it's, it's money. It's frustrating.
1: It's money. It's sustainability. Um, it's sustainability. Uh, you got to find money for it. And unfortunately, in Southern California, I mean, there's bowling, there's tennis, there's golf, there's soccer, there's baseball. I mean, there's so much stuff and so many choices. Um, and also, honestly, because they can get away with it, they can get away with not paying for it. They can get away. I mean, and I mean no offense to specialize or Cannondale or Giant or Trek. But they sell every bike they make. Go try and buy a new specialized S-Work, uh, a 2017 S-Work cross-country bike. They're not available. They're sold out for the year. Mm-hmm. you gotta you got to wait six months for one. Well, the, uh, the, new,
0: the new Epic uh, World Cup bike came out. That's pretty, pretty yeah, sweet bike. But are they available? I don't know. I don't know either.
1: All <laughs> I know is when I got my the, the, the Epic that I ride now or the giant TCR, my road bike, i tried to order a new tcr their their allocation they're out they're all out so Mm -hmm. they're selling all the bikes they make but i will tell you being involved with these major bike manufacturers they they're not making a lot of money either i mean it's business has gotten very tight no matter whether you're driving a truck Mm -hmm. i don't have to tell you it's hard to make a living
0: so a lot of competition out there A a lot of competition
1: you know i i never thought i'd say this we need some regulation again um, deregulation and, and NAFTA and those things have made it very difficult, especially for the freight business, mm-hmm. especially for driving. Mm-hmm. You know, your costs have gone up huge. The fuel surcharges. Yep. What? Dude, uh, September 11th happened, uh, you know, years ago why are we still paying fuel surcharges what I are killing my business I know for trucking it's 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 so expensive it is it is it's tough so Especially for a small business you know now, we only have two trucks so. what what's happened is is the world has changed we used to be a petroleum based economy global economy now we're a, a stock market based global economy and the bottom line is people that buy stocks they buy stock in a company on Friday They expect it to show a profit by Monday, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of pressure on these companies to to show more and more profit. What happens is is they lay people off, they try and do more with less, Mm -hmm. and automation. Yeah, automation. You know, and I hope it changes. You know, I hope it changes. That's what I'm hoping Trump can do. I think we do need to. I'm not a globalist. I don't. You know what? No offense. I don't care what happens in Europe. I don't care what happens in Asia. I don't care
0: because you're you're first an American. Yeah,
1: and and I'm uh, in my community. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm very. I'm very much for my local community and North America. I mean to me, North America, South America, the Americas. We got all the partners we need. Canada, Mexico, Central America, South America. why don't we, why don't we concentrate on the Americas mm-hmm. and why don't we build trade here? There are I have a hard time supporting people on another continent when there are neighbors in Mexico that are, are hungry, that yeah. are dealing with brutal gangs, dealing with t- terrible drugs. yeah you know there are exactly. neighbors. Why aren't we helping our neighbors in Mexico? To me, our first foreign aid should be going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And then down to, to Central America and South El America. El Salvador, exactly. Yeah, they're our neighbors. They're right here, and they're like-minded people, you know? So, I mean, we we need to, to start there. We need to start at home and with our neighbors.
0: Okay. I know it has nothing to do with cycling, but... Uh, you know, it, it's, all, it's, all, it's all one thing, yeah. right? It is. We're all related. That's yeah. the
1: thing. We're all the same. I don't care what religion you are, what race, what color, what you believe. We're all the same. We, we, we want to have a special someone in our life, and if we have kids, we want our kids to have it as good or better than we had it. Mm-hmm. We're all the same. We need to fucking figure that out before we kill each other.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right, guys. Well, this has been a one-on-one with uh, the one and only Scott Tedrow. Big Lou here with uh, NGFE Radio. You guys can listen to us on SoundCloud. Uh, follow us on Instagram, NGFE underscore radio. Also on Facebook, NGFE Radio. And give us some feedback, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Scott.
1: You got it. Thank you, Lou.